The year is 2021. Someone who isn't Donald Trump, in this case Joe Biden, is inaugurated as president. Two weeks prior to that, Trump loyalists attacked the U.S. government, attempting a coup because they thought Trump hadn't actually lost. Fortunately, they documented themselves committing these felonies, saving lots of time that might have been needed to find video evidence they were there. The major rollout of the COVID-19 vaccine, the most recent application to the outstanding and world-changing human innovation, is met with anger and fear by many people who don't believe in science any more than they believe in the 2020 election results. But some good things happened too. There were new releases by Fraju alums Taylor Swift, Dessa, St. Vincent, They Might Be Giants, Alicia Cara, Mountain Goats, Bleachers, and Typhoon. Also, Frankenstein's Jukebox, a popular music appreciation slash assimilation slash creation podcast, started releasing episodes where the hosts took two songs from a given year and used aspects from each song to create an all-new song. Can these two hosts of Frankenstein's Jukebox use aspects from two songs from 2021 to create an all-new song? This is Frankenstein's Jukebox. <laughs> Gold. <laughs> Gold. There will never be a better intro. <laughs> everyone uh welcome to frankenstein's jukebox uh i am james and i am dan this year we're talking about 2021 daniel james we are starting our 2022 season yes which of course will be 2021 and the 2000s my favorite my favorite techno group of of numbers um (laughs) uh with with a new segment uh that we've decided to call honorable monsters yes and I believe we have a not a jangle for that uh, that segment. It's not a jangle. Correct. Patent pending. It's not that they weren't good enough. It's not that they weren't up to snuff. It's just that we didn't pick them. And so on Honorable Monsters, we are going to talk about uh, a couple of things. We're going to talk... This is our sort of pressure release area where we can talk about the songs that we almost picked for the year um, in a way that makes it not be like, well, this is the one song from that year, 2021 being a a year which was particularly difficult uh, to pick from. Yes. And we'll also uh, hear from listeners about some of their favorite songs of the year as well. So, Daniel, how, um, before we get to the song you actually picked for 2021, what were some of your honorable monsters? Oh, boy. I had so many uh, because there was just so much good music uh, that came out yep. this, this past year. Anything off of Dessa's Ides yep. uh, is a, a heavy hitter. Rome, I think, probably my favorite of those. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you mentioned it in the in the opener, like they might be giants had uh, music that came out. 
uh, the Mountain Goats released three albums. Uh, yeah, that sounds right. Because that's just <laughs> that's just how they do. Rather than just like talking general albums, I'm going to get into, I think, the, the specific songs. The two that really like stood out to me that I heavily debated that I wound up not going with are Before You Gotta Go by Courtney Barnett off mm-hmm. of the album Things Take Time, Take Time. God, I love the way she names the albums and songs. Oh, so good. Uh, <laughs> and We Don't Talk About Bruno from Encanto. Yep. Uh, because that, the, those, those two songs are very different, but both just really great in their own ways and both have very driving lyrical melodies. The, the, the music is, of course, great, but like the lyrics of both of those songs, I feel, are what really pull the, uh, or, or the lyrical melody, I should say, uh, is what mm. pulls the song along. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, th- those were my honorable monsters. Excellent. Excellent. How about yours? So the, the method I tried to use this year was I'll just put a, make a playlist of all the songs that I'm like, Ooh, that's a good one that were released in 2021. And then when it gets near the end of the year slash in January, I'll start, uh, narrowing that list down. So that seemed like a bad thing at the end of the day when I was like, these are all good. I had uh, a Pay Your Way in Pain by St. Vincent was a was a good one. Leave the Door Open by uh, Silk Sonic uh, for a sort of a pastiche kind of 70s champagne advertisement vibe. For me, uh, Terry Gross uh, was the Ides song that I was going to that I was going to do because I bailed out of a. Uh, of talking business in about October. I was like, come on. I looked myself in the mirror and just was like, come on. Are you, come on, get rid of it. And I was like, okay. The, so then uh, I had a song by this uh, British rapper named Dave, which first of all, love where we are with rap names. Very much love where we are with rap names. So uh, I made this, I started making this playlist of uh, rap songs that are, that round up to six and a half minutes or more um, that are like of the best albums of a decade. And I have them for the nineties, uh, 2000s, 2010s and a running one of 2020. And Dave has a couple of songs uh, on that playlist um, from an album, which is called uh, we're all alone in this together. Um, and I had a song called heart attack on my uh, short list for a long time. Uh, it's an excellent song about sort of life uh, as a, a like a black person living in London and stuff. Lots of great wordplay, and then like um, f- three and a half to four minutes of just acapella rhyming, which is impressive and wonderful. And and I was like, again, found myself in the mirror again with Dessa crossed off on the mirror, and just like, come on. And I was like, okay. So um, my my f- second finalist. Uh, was Driver's License by Olivia Rodrigo. Um, that whole album rules. Uh, Driver's License has a particular feel. And I love a song which starts with car noises. And there's a whole genre of songs that start with like starting the car. And I love all of them. And this is a great song. But as we'll see, I was then uh, late, in the, uh, late in the game. I received a playlist from someone that, uh, that changed everything. By, and specifically by that, I mean the song that I picked. So... We'll get to that uh, in just a moment, but Daniel, I believe you had some uh, 
<laughs> honorable monsters from the uh, pitchfork and torch wielding crowd, aka our listeners. Yes, indeed. Uh, also, I think there's a very good chance that my uh, 1999 song is going to be one that starts with starting a car sound. So I'm nice excited to to get to that <laughs> next year. Uh, sure. But uh, you said that I'm like, oh, interesting. I think. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we went to the uh, did, did you call them Torches and Pitchforks? Yeah, the Pitchfork and Torch Wielding Mob But we can yeah. find a better name for that probably Yeah, the Pat Pat Whim mm, I like that Yeah, we went, we went Patrick to, Whim. to the, the Pat Whims uh, That is not going to stick at all But that's fine uh, <laughs> Both on our Twitter account And uh, in the Scavengers Network Discord server um, and asked what some some favorite songs were. So, uh, Briar uh, pointed out that Lil Nas X's Montero came out in 2021, and good lord, that is an album full of bangers. Mm-hmm, for sure. They also, they just picked two full albums, and that was Montero by sure. Lil Nas X and Dark in Here by The Mountain Goats. Uh, mm-hmm. which is very good. Uh, it's, it was a very interesting a very interesting album from the Mountain Goats because it, it, it was a bit of a departure from what they've done in the past, which is saying something because they've always been kind of uh, pretty varied, but this is still like a, a whole new thing. It was really great. Hmm. That one... Yeah, that was all that we got on Discord. And so we had some great picks on Twitter... As said that uh, music in 2021 can be summed up in three songs. Those three songs are Good For You by Olivia Rodrigo, Call Me By Your Name by Lil Nas X, and Welcome to the Internet by Bo Burnham. Honorable mention, mm. Thought Shit by Megan the Stallion. Okay. Uh, all also great songs. Absolutely. Fair enough, yeah. Well, Welcome to the Internet is a very good uh, song. That whole special from Bo Burnham is... Very good, but also just de- depressing. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah, it's, it's a, lot, a lot for sure. <laughs> and then uh, Jarf said, mm-hmm. uh, Call Me a Fool by Valerie June and Be Sweet by Japanese Breakfast. Two songs I am unfamiliar with. I had a Slide Tackle by Japanese Breakfast, uh, which is uh, Be Sweet is two, track, uh, track two. Slide Tackle is track four um, on the album Jubilee by Japanese Breakfast. Um, nice. It's a good little sort of indie, rocky sort of deal. Slide Tackle has a killer sax part in it, so uh, that was why it was on my shirt list. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's those cool. are the uh, honorable monsters that we got from our Pat Wim. Love that. Love that. Thanks, Pat. Um, so we're going <laughs> to... All of our listeners are now Pat. That's right. Um, <laughs> they, you know, they, they sort of just contribute songs, you know, Pat Wim. Um, so, <clears throat> Daniel. Oh, that was how, artful. Thanks. Thanks. And yourself a pat on the back. So, Daniel, how was your 2021? It just ended. No excuses for either of us not remembering. <laughs> oh, listen, I, 
I got bad memory. Um, Fair enough. My, my 2021 was, I would say, pretty, pretty dang great. Great. You know, obviously still pretty stuck indoors because coronavirus hasn't really gone anywhere. Um, sure. But I got uh, vaccinated, which was great. Woo! And that was early on. I got, that happened in March and April. Uh, for my first and second doses, and then got boosted uh, uh, basically as soon as I was able in December. I, uh, my partner, who is uh, long distance, flew out to visit me in June, and that was delightful. Uh, and then I flew out to visit them in September, uh, and the, the was just a, two fantastic trips. Um, but the, the highlight of the year, uh, would be that my nephew was born, uh, mm. and he is an absolute, just shining star. And yeah, it was just a, just a really, really great year. Lovely. Lovely. How was your 2021? Well, it was great. Um, I didn't go into work on site at all not once this year very love nice that. or in 2021 I, I love that uh the kids did distance learning for the second semester and and of you know 2020 2021 that went okay um mostly pretty okay um then they went back to school that went fine i you know continued self-help stuff and you know figuring out some cool tips and tricks for uh handling playing that james strat on uh on hard mode you know life um and yeah started some some pretty cool podcasts i was thinking of 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 the frankenstein's jukebox timeline scavengers era as possibly like the phase four or five of my podcasting saga (laughs) um (laughs) so i love it uh, yeah it's uh it's a good it's a good place to be so 2021 was good. Yeah. Year of growth. Um, Lila is now taller than uh, many Hollywood actresses, such as Anna Kendrick, by a good couple of inches. So, really? um, yeah, she's 5'4". Anna Kendrick is 5'2". Wow. So, she's 5'4". Yeah. 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 I mean, it has so. been two years since uh, since I have seen her. Yeah. But, she, but goodness she, gracious. She blasted up during, yeah, the... The pandemic, yeah. yeah. More like Grodemic. What? That doesn't make any sense. So, gr- pan grow. So, Daniel, do you have a uh, a pick for your twenty twenty one? Your twenty twenty one pick uh, for twenty twenty one. I actually don't. Oh, okay. Well, wait. I do. Oh, oh. I do switcheroo tricky uh, tricky that's right well one of my favorite artists uh that i picked last year's episodes typhoon as you mentioned released a new album uh sympathetic magic and that that scored a lot of my 2021 and whittling down which song to pick off this album <laughs> was very difficult but when i realized the aspects that i could pick for this one uh it was <laughs> it was a no-brainer uh, i went with masochist ball by typhoon off sympathetic magic nice excellent and i am incredibly excited to see what aspects you have you have pulled off this one because there it seems like there's a lot of little 
little threads to, to, to pull from the, from from that song. Um, Indeed. Yeah, for sure. Hey, James. Yeah. How about your pick? Do you have a pick? I do. Uh, wait. Yes, I do. Um, so here's the story. I was pretty much all ready with my Olivia Rodrigo driver's license pick. Then, then our friend Jen messaged us and said, Hey, I want to make you playlists from the Pitchfork Top 100 that remind me of, of you individuals, you and Daniel. And Daniel and I, who like to be given gifts, especially music and also people telling us what reminds us of them. Yes. Them of us. And vice versa. Said yes. And so then uh, Jen made a playlist which contained the song VBS by Lucy Dacus. And when I heard it for the first time, I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. And then I listened again and I was like, uh, yep. Mm, yep. So then I spent... what I, How I actually spent January was... Playing VBS and driver's license over and over, trying to figure <laughs> out which one. <laughs> so, <laughs> in in the end, it really just came down to, I like the story. I like this sort of last minute, you know, sweep from behind. Um, yeah, so I picked uh, uh, VBS by Lucy Dacus, who uh, is from Richmond. Um, so it was really weird to have someone, our friend who lives in Seattle, pick someone who, uh, started out, uh, two hours for me. And I think my friend Andy, like, knows or, like, has seen perform at small venues. My friend Andy is, like, big into the local Richmond music scene. Um, and this song is from her third album, Home Video, um, which I'm excited to check out more of because this song was some this song was something uh something pretty special uh seems sort of tailored for me in a couple of different ways and you know what those couple of ways are is aspects that i picked so let's get into some aspects daniel what are some aspects that you picked from masochist ball by typhoon the song opens up with the line you deserve to die mm-hmm. which is intense mm-hmm so intense opening line is is my first aspect. All right. It's it's a very it's a very intriguing song and part of the reason that I think it's intriguing uh is that it uses a lot of sevenths in its chords. Mm. Uh and a seventh I I refer to this aspect as dangling sevenths. Um All right. which it adds obviously the uh, a seventh on each chord which gives it this like anticipatory feeling mm sevenths are really good to use for transitions from like at the end of a verse moving into a chorus or like if you're going to a key change or something like that it just has that feeling of like something is about to happen it's so it's hard to explain well sure. But uh, it, this uses a lot of uh, of sevenths throughout mm -hmm. uh, at the you know at the end of vocal lines or, or things like that. So excellent, excellent. And my third aspect, and I, I can't wait to talk about how we're going to do this, uh, is a reference to a prior album. A Richard so, Pryor album, okay. A Richard um, Pryor so. album. No, uh, <laughs> uh, off of the 2013 album uh, White Lighter. The uh, the song Caesar mm -hmm. has the line, I learned to talk 
said I would be Caesar or nothing at all. Hmm. In Masochist Ball, the last verse says, I know I said I would be Caesar or else I would be nothing, but I will settle for being right. <laughs> and I loved that. When I first heard that, I was just like, what? Like, I love that they referenced a song from an earlier album. Yeah. So my my third aspect is reference to a prior album. Love um, something that rewards you listening to more of their music. Yes. Um, so that's that's very good. It's that, that Leonardo DiCaprio good. pointing meme. Right? They're like, oh, I recognize right. that. Right. right. Yeah. I knew which one you were talking about. And when you said it, I, I tried to picture which Leonardo da Vinci meme you were talking about. And I <laughs> feel both cultural and embarrassed. So... <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, if you want to uh, draw a uh, version of the Leonardo DiCaprio pointing the TV, which is Leonardo da Vinci pointing at a painting or something, I don't know. Send it to us at Frank's Jukebox. Be amazing. I would die of happiness. <laughs> <laughs> so, Daniel, those are some excellent, excellent aspects. Thank you. And I'm excited to see how they how they they uh, mix together with the aspects that I picked. I'm very excited to see how they how what your aspects are. Yes, I um this is um I pulled the uh, pulled the Daniel with these aspects, which means that uh, I wrote the last one uh, less than twelve hours ago. Nice. Um, so, <laughs> all right. So um the first aspect is a loud instrumental crash that goes along with a related pop cultural reference in the song she's talking about a person that she i think was telling about vbs or which is vacation bible school jen was like i didn't know what that was and i bet you did and i was like yeah i I do (laughs) um so that's vacation bible school um and uh Basically, she's like, you know, you didn't really have anything that, that sort of offered you hope or or good times, except for when you went into your room and turned on Slayer. And as she talks about turning on Slayer, there's this gigantic guitar crash. Um, like, you hear the guitar being, like, turned on or plugged in, and then there's, like, this crash, and I, I, I love it very much. And that is the single second moment that I was like, oop, one, please. One, please. I'll take one song for Frankenstein's jukebox, please. <laughs> <clears throat> I wanted to generalize it um, because I was thinking about my time at church camp, and I have some fond memories uh, of listening to No Doubt at uh, the penultimate night's dance. And I was thinking not about like, oh, I put, could put that in the song, about which will also be about whatever. But I was like, in that case, if you had like some loud horns that happened, the effect would feel the same to me. So reference of, to pop culture into some sort of instrument that comes in out of nowhere and is related to that. Okay. Is my first aspect. <laughs> Second aspect, we're going to skip to number three, and uh, I have subdued vocals. I couldn't figure out how to describe how she sings, and subdued is the way that I came up with it. It's a certain style. Actually, um, funnily enough, Courtney Barnett does does some good subdued vocals oh as well. absolutely so uh i couldn't figure out what to say because it like there's a way to describe it that makes it sound like a like a bad thing or like a like a take like you know like oh they're like um flat or too close to the like something like all this stuff but what i like is that they sort of feel sedated or like almost like drugged 
um, in a good way. I wanted to see if we could try and get a vocal reading that had that sort of numbed sound to it, maybe. Okay. Uh, absolutely can do that yeah. pretty easily. Cool, cool, cool. And then my final aspect is a detailed account of a childhood event with some contradictory details. In the song, she talks about going to VBS, but all of the bad things or like questionable or teenage rebellion things that they did at VBS, like uh, uh, snorting nutmeg and uh, listening to... Actually, no, it's listening to Slayer at in the bunk, in, in the, bu- the VBS bunk. So stuff like that, where it's like, you're there for this and you're doing this other stuff. And then there's also some details about like some of the, the you know, you're here at VBS to talk about this stuff, but you're actually talking about this stuff um, with your friends, like when you're not there. So it's contradictory or like um, maybe clashing philosophically or just something that, that the sort of like, here's where we are and here's how we're doing stuff that is opposed to what we're, to what we're doing there. So I'm excited to, to figure out what, what the hell that means even at all. So that's uh that those are my aspects of uh that I've picked for uh for my song. I love it. And now here we are. These are some good aspects, some very good aspects. This is going to be very fun. I agree. My first question, when we say previous album. Yeah. When we did that Wonder Years song, I referred to previous album as the songs we released that season or like i referred to earlier in the album as the songs we released in the 2020 slash 2019 through 2010 season yes so do you think that that is what we should be referring to when we say previous album that is exactly what i'm feeling yes i feel like Great. each quote-unquote season of this show right each, yeah each year is its own album Yes. Which is funny if you think about it. If, if we're grouping, grouping albums by decades and yeah. therefore also giving them like seasons, mm-hmm. uh, then like season one would be 2019 through 2010. Season two would be the thousands, which means we started with season, the, whatever our 2020s season is going to count as. Uh, oh, okay. Interesting. Okay. Season eleven? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Oh yeah, wait, no, we do we do know because there's only ten years. Right. Yeah, so yeah, I think eleven. I had been counting twenty like the the one we picked for twenty twenty as the first song of last season, and this is the first song of this season. I think that's a totally fine way of looking at it. I think that's it makes a lot more sense than uh, grouping it st- solely by decade because of the you know actively working still in the 2020s. Yeah, the the previous year and then the decade we're working on is its own album. I'm very excited for the albums we're going to have, which are like okay, 1979 through 1970, and the best song from 2025. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be great. <laughs> oh, so good. Uh, so yes, I, I was thinking for our previous album that we would reference one of the song premises that we did last year. Perfect. Okay. What else should we nail down? I mean, let's take a look at what we've got. So lyrically, 
we have reference to a prior album, intense opening line, detailed account of childhood event with contradictory details, and a pop culture reference. Right. Musically, we've got dangling sevenths, subdued vocals, and a loud instrumental crash. That loud instrumental crash goes along with that pop culture reference. I think figuring out the pop culture reference that we want to make, like taking a look at that along with, like trying, I think, maybe to pair that with the song from last year. Right, right. Would would be a solid approach. Right, okay. All right, so the songs, song premises from last year are the fo- as follows. This is a fun way to start off the the new season. Yes. Uh May Morning, Anna, Unbreakable, uh New Dawn Hungry Again, Candela, Control, Waiting Out and uh Daughter um with a couple of ones that are uh still patent pending or still yes. pending. Yes, I'm still working um, out the the music aspects of those. Uh yeah. I hit a little bit of uh creative block on that but it's fine we'll get those out absolutely absolutely so <clears throat> the two of our songs had samples from pop culture yes uh janet jackson's control and the movie about valerie plame whose name is escaping me does valerie plame play an instrument i'm joking um so <laughs> and then all right so then we have songs of what i just uh, just uh, the Decemberists have a song about Valerie Valerie Plame. Okay, uh, it's just called Valerie Plame. Uh, uh-huh. But like my my first thought was like we could bring that in and like have it be. Uh, but no, that's not. That's I think too. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's too roundabout. I want something a little more direct. Okay, we also had references to "It's Wonderful Life" in Candela. Mm-hmm. Um, on the radio by Donna Summer in uh, Waiting Out and you know da- Daughter the the Pearl Jam song which yes. we did a, as a cover of 2010 so <laughs> we we referenced Daughter and it's just a just a string like of like of just a violin just like <laughs> wing <laughs> do we have the lyrics for Anna easily accessible somewhere I think so. Hold on one second. Yeah. Um, I will put them in the lyric book. Thank you. All right. There we go. There it is. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. I feel like there's a good opportunity for like a reference or a callback here with Anna. Okay. But I can't find it yet. Um, I think Anna would be a good... Uh, Good reference, and we could also do like I don't know something like uh, referencing like broken couches or something. Oh yeah, like in Hungry Again. Yeah, like having to having to buy a new couch. Yeah, exactly. I like it. <laughs> uh, the dangling sevenths and subdued vocals—it's pretty easily pretty easy to do. I think dangling sevenths are best with like a jangly guitar. Okay. Uh, or with a with a like a keyboard. Okay. So that brings me to one of my usual questions. Okay. What genre are we feeling for this? Right. M- musically, both of these songs I th- I think are very similar. 
Um, yeah, I agree. In, in, in sound, a, a little bit more subdued and a little more... Um, I mean, they're, they're both, I would say, indie rock, alt rock mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind, of, kind of sound. Um, <laughs> the National Core. Yeah, yep, that's um. it. It's the National Core. Uh, <laughs> do we want to stick with that? Do we want to try and branch out into something else? Well, you know I want to branch out into something else. Of course. <laughs> Here's the thoughts that I went through. Jangly guitar, like sort of a late 60s Bob Dylan. Oh, what about the Decemberists? Ooh, what kind of genre is Elvis Costello? Hey, what if we did Rockabilly? Those were the four thoughts that I literally had just now. <laughs> I love that entire thought process. <laughs> and holy hell yes, let's do Rockabilly. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Hold on. I need to get some pomade. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Rockabilly it is. All Love right. It. Uh, Love this. Do do we, just for, for those who maybe aren't as familiar, do we want to kind of give an explanation of like what Rockabilly is? Yes. The answer to that question is yes. <laughs> for Furthermore, totally. Here's, all right, let, all right, let, here, I'm going to take a, a, a swing at it, huh? um, and uh, you tell me how I do. Okay. If you wouldn't mind. I love it. What if you wanted to make swing music, but you were a punk band and you didn't have very many people in your band, but you did have access to a, a, a like an upright bass? Or alternately, what if you want to make country music, but uh, you want to play rock and roll too? Yeah, yeah, I would say uh, <laughs> they. The, yeah, I guess that's both kind of accurate. The the kind of the neo rockabilly of brian setzer yeah it was stray cats is pretty much the first i i arrive at the station of stray cats and then i just unpack my suitcase right there at the station and i'm just like hello i'm here i live here now perfect (laughs) Uh, the the whole 90s swing revival that we had was Mm -hmm. kind of more that first description uh that is kind of more neo rockabilly uh the second one was basically spot on uh it's like if you took early rock like 1950s uh, rock yes and threw a little bit of country and a little bit of blues in there mm-hmm. uh and kind of mixed it all together threw it into a uh, pot let it simmer for about four or five hours and you got yourself a nice tasty rockabilly coming out of that and it's it's good yeah. it's it's it because it rockabilly is a portmanteau of rock and hillbilly well maybe not portmanteau rock and roll and hillbilly kind of mixed together right um right because like the the hillbilly influence being the kind of country western bluegrass type right influencing the the rest of the the rock and roll part of it and it also really leans into the blues origins of rock and roll as well right it is a it is a music genre that i absolutely love yeah um, absolutely and i'm so excited at the prospect of of jumping into that <laughs> i mean also also we could go psychobilly right 
if now, we wanted to. Is that Psycho Billy is that plus punk rock? Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. You know, listener and 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 Daniel, um, one of the things that is fun to do and also will drive you absolutely insane, just. Wikipedia genre and follow some links around and see how people have cut up music and looked at music differently. Cause like, uh, cow punk and psycho Billy let's, you know, Hey James, did I, did your ears just perk up? James Wilcox, the person I think of most when I hear the term cow punk, um, it is hilarious. Oh, the living end counts as psycho Billy. That makes sense. Anyways. Yeah. I mean, Hey, let's not, Let's not not do Psycho Billy. Um, I think sticking within Rockabilly is fine. Okay. I just need to click on Gothabilly real quick. Gothabilly is mm-hmm. the cramps. Yeah. 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 Looks like the cr- looks like the answer is the cramps. Oh, Devilish Presley is the name of a band that I really like. That is uh, a the name great of. name. Okay. <laughs> so, go in Rockabilly with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is good. I've got basically everything instrumentally that I, w- I would need to do that. So that's exciting. Okay. What if the childhood event is uh, this time I got pulled over for uh, drag racing my friend in our really, really bad cars? <laughs> uh, did that happen to you? Yeah, yeah. I had a 1985 Mercury Cougar that had been in an accident before I bought it for $100. And my friend Lisa had a a Ford minivan. Like one of those old, like early 90s minivans. Like Aerostar. Smooth lines. No, 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 no. Before they decided to have smooth lines on the van at all. Oh, amazing. (laughs) Like a Dodge Caravan sort of situation. Uh, And so we were going from one place to the other to see if we could find a CD or something. Some late 90s silliness. And uh, you were running the blockbuster before it closed so you could return your your videos. Something like that. (laughs) Something like that. Um, and so we needed to get over in the left turn lane, and so I let I slowed down to let her get in the left turn lane, and then the cop pulled me over because I was second because I'd slowed down to let her get in the left turn lane, and uh, I wasn't 18 yet, and that's why I didn't get a reckless driving uh, ticket because I wasn't 18. Nice. So, I just think Rockabilly has a fun uh, car vibe to it. Though. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Okay, so I love that as the the story that we reference. Where's my stuff? Uh, the yeah, as the detailed account. So then, I think if that's what our detailed account of a childhood event is gonna be, part of me thinks that control would be an interesting reference to make there. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. And pulling in like the crash of the stronger guitars. Might be, yeah. might be what we go, what we go with there musically. Yeah, that would be good. I think that'd be very good. Cool. <laughs> to change the rules until they're locked in as the victor. She's changing lanes, and so she locked in as the victor. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> I think. Oh no, the loud instrumental crash is not the. It doesn't tie into the reference to the prior album. That it ties into a. Related pop culture reference. Right. 
Now, here's um, here's something. Um, here's a message to help you see the bigger picture. Um, <laughs> Lisa was a huge Dave Matthews Band fan. Okay. And I say that, and the listener's going to say, what on earth could you possibly be talking about? How does that relate to anything? Well, listener, there is a an unreleased Frankenstein's Jukebox song premise, which also references... Dave Matthews Band, um, which is our 2013 song that we did with the Yule Brothers. Yes. Um, we could do... <laughs> do you know... I think it's Ants Marching. It go, like There's a part that goes... Bwah, like at the very beginning. It starts... Anyways, there's, there's a really... Uh, a hit that would be... A sting that would be very uh, distinctly Dave Matthews Band. I th- okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the, I know the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which could be kind of like when I mentioned that uh, she had Dave Matthews Band in her, you know, tape deck or her disc man or some some sort of silly whatever, and just have like a quick, you know, wow, that could be kind of fun. It could be, I don't know. That's 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 an idea. Yeah. And you know, we can make that without having to necessarily, you know, that doesn't have to be because it was something that we referenced in the song. It can just be something that happened, you know, Lisa did like Dave Matthews band. So that is independent of even back then we didn't know that the 2013 song compromise was going to was going to contain a reference to Dave Matthews band. So she liked them even despite not knowing that. So we don't necessarily have to make a reference to that, um, but that is an idea. Um, I don't know how easy it'll be to uh, make that sound, or if it's even worth attempting to make that sound. I'm not really sure. Okay. Um, but uh, that is an idea. It seems sort of like if we're gonna do it um, in a way that is. Does it help you to have uh, some lyrics that I've 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 sketched out when you're writing instrumental music, when you're writing the instrumental part? Um, sometimes it really depends okay. Uh, okay. on kind of just generally what's grabbing me. Right. Sure. For sure. For sure. Okay. Because it seems like if I write the lyrics, then the that part, that crash in part, <laughs> crash. Um, Dave Matthews Band. Yep. Um, <laughs> um, uh, can be influenced directly by the lyrics I write and and fit more uh, organically into the song itself. Um, if you write an instrumental and I write lyrics based on that instrumental in that order, we'd probably find ourselves in more of a this sting doesn't necessarily fit organically and it's more of a lyrical text painting thing than a, a part of the, of the instrumentation or the instrumental uh, section, which doesn't solve anything, but process wise, that is something that I, uh, I thought of and that my mouth is saying. Yeah. I think that makes sense right now. It's a little bit of a kind of an Ouroboros uh, situation. I've been, <laughs> I've been really jealous of listening to to music and being like, they probably wrote the music and the lyrics at the same time. <sighs> Lucky, 
and it makes me wish that we could be doing this podcast in a, in the same room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would I would love to just like <laughs> w- like, but you know, record our podcast and then just like, great, that was a great episode. Now let's immediately just like sit down and futz around with the music and lyrics and yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, it'd be so much fun. Alas, exactly. Alas, rudely teleportation has not been invented yet. Ugh. Come on, science. Um, hey, billionaires, you know what would be helpful? Not space. Not space races. But space teleport. Teleport. <clears throat> um, okay, so I think that I have a decent idea of the story I want to tell um, and how I... how. It should kind of go in sort of a rockabilly area. The Clash have a song called Brand New Cadillac, which is pretty rockabilly-ish, and I really like it a lot. Um, uh, intense opening line. Yeah. We could start this song in media res with some sort of uh, I'm already pulled over by the cops sort of deal. Yeah. You deserve to die. Ouch. I thought we were having a good time on this that, podcast. That's just a non sequitur. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just something. I, sometimes they just I think thoughts and just say them out loud. Um, no, the, You Deserve to Die is a pretty intense opening line that I guess I'm going to have to sort of uh, think about how tall taily I'm going to get with this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Because, like, you know, the cop knocking on the, you know, walking up and whatever is not as intense as you deserve to die. But it can be if I turn it into sort of a dead man's curve, last kiss, hey, there's Pearl Jam again. Pearl Jam cover, but the other way. And that kind of, like, subgenre where it's like everything's intense and everyone's out to get you. I don't know. So that's something. So the intense opening line is there a limit to the level of intensity that I should be looking for with this intense opening line? Or should I not worry about maxing out the intensity of the line and find something that is kind of like a good opening line of a book where it's like surprising but also intriguing as opposed to, whoa, that was, that was something. Or find some way to mix those two things together. I would say maybe try and find some way to mix those two together. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. Well, how are you feeling instrumentally? Instrumentally, I'm I'm feeling fine. I think I've got, like I said, everything that I need. Uh, Great. To to be able to pull that off, and uh, I think I've got a good enough understanding of of rockability to be able to hit that genre, you know, hit, hit, hit those genre benchmarks pretty well. Okay, cool. Well, I am excited about this. And the last thing of the show before we uh, get going uh, and start writing this song and do some social media and stuff is hints for uh, the 2009 song that we're going to be doing next month. What is your hint or hints for that uh, my hint is um, Independent Smiths. Independent Smiths. Independent Smiths, yes. Okay. All right, Daniel. Well, mine is... I'm just going to 
when you find yourself with a lemon, sometimes as good as it gets is to make lemonade and satiate the feeling that all of us are experiencing. Okay. All right. Um, change the wording of something. As good as it can get. Well, there goes my plan to look up Jack Nicholson movies. <laughs> the Lakers intro uh, from, 19, from 2009 was... Um, oh, man, I hope that's good. When you find yourself with a lemon, sometimes as good as it can get is to make lemonade and satiate the feeling that all of us are experiencing. Yes, concise, concision. The concision, thy name is James. Um, and yours <laughs> was it? Independent Smith. <laughs> Smiths. Smiths. Yeah. Ugh, the mouthful. Daniel, come on. Yeah, I know. Um, Too verbose. Like, I know. <laughs> Not like me. Um, so we have social, we have some social media for this show. Um, and that is this. Uh, you can find our, our show's Twitter at Frank's Jukebox. You can find our podcast network, the Scavengers Network, uh, at Scavengers Net. Or you can find me on Twitter at Unabashed James. You can find me on Twitter at Dantendo64. And I think that that is, uh gonna do it for us for 2021's frankenstein's jukebox welcome to season two everyone daniel welcome to season two welcome to season two james thank you and uh i guess all that there is left to say is see you last year the scavengers network Creator-driven, community-focused, treasured content. Greetings, Scavengers Network listener. Do not adjust your podcast-adjusting apparatus. This message is meant for consumer data. Something adjective is coming to the network very timestamp needed. On February 17th, 2022, get ready to join as Sid, Colin, Tay, and Dan as they take you through the hit 1996 film, Space Jam, in the network's newest podcast. It jams for the... End transmission. Peace out, cool dudes. <laughs>